Um, I woke up this morning to find Troy grinning at me from the other side of the room. <laughs> That's how it normally happens. Had you come to touch him? No. I was just, I was just like, I, I knocked on his door, couldn't wake him up. I was like, huh, I, I should check he's in there, he's okay. So I pushed the door open, saw him laying there, and just started going, first prize, first prize. <laughs> but did he wake up? No. Welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Simon. I'm Troy. And I'm Jack. A very loud Jack this week. I oh, know, sorry about that. Every time. We've we got to find out a way to make that, that intro interesting every time we do it. I always feel like, I'm Simon, I'm Troy, and I'm Jack. Is good. Can we not? we got to come up with a new formula. Well, the thing about that is, I am Simon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's not Troy. Don't, no, he is Troy. Don't start with that. We've established that no one else is Troy. Eddie has actually confirmed this. Oh, okay, fair enough. Thank you, Eddie. By Twitter, by request, Eddie has confirmed that he is not you. Right, cool, okay. And that Troy is not you. Right. And what I am he? not Troy. How do you know? And you are not me. Okay. I'm Brian. And I might be Einstein. Yes. Wait, wait. what? That That is what was said. You might be Einstein. Yes. All right, let's Probably am Einstein, let's perform, apparently. Let's perform a brief Einstein check. Okay, there's no Einstein's in here. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the one. We're going to wait for Tim Curry to come back in time, except forward in time, and kill you. Yes, because things look grum. Yeah. But I, that was last that episode was last that we, we were, recorded. We're can, we, can we get a, like a flamethrower sound in there when I do my Einstein check? <laughs> so it's like a spy check? Yeah, except looking for Austrian physicists. So, like, spy check? Yeah. Yeah. We can edit that out. <laughs> Oi <laughs> Don't cross the streams <laughs> So yes, this week After our apparently non-interesting intro Well, we have you guys back After your move Yes, we're back we do. after the move But neither of you yet have a bed I have a bed No, you have an air bed I have to clues in the name It's got bed in it I have a floor with a, with a duvet on it And a sofa now So I can choose between two kinds of bed Remember, the Bed-like sofa will give object. you back more energy. That is true. Yeah. But it kills Its comfort rating is higher. Yeah. It's also more decorative in the room. Oh, no, no, no. no. It's, 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 it's a fairly cheap sofa. So well, it's... Maybe it's well, going to... Is it detracting? Yeah. Is it a, a no modifier or is it even it's, detracting? It's no modifier. Okay, that's all right then. Uh, but yeah, upgrade that sofa when you can. I'm getting cushions for it soon. Oh, that'll help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I'm really curious, actually, because you just pointed out before we started which we'd noticed that Command and Conquer as I tweeted was on sale yeah. on Steam on Wednesday that's right and this is it's EA week and the Sims games aren't available on Steam as we're recording but there is a day left I would I'd be surprised if because EA download manager is like the Steam light the, the rubbishy Steam alternative. Oh, I know, but they've got Spore up on there and stuff, so... Oh! You huh. never know. Maybe we'll see The Sims released on Steam. So, S- Steam, since you've been listening to us so far, uh, thanks for the, the, the special on the Command & Conquer games, by the way. That really rounds off my uh, 10th anniversary first decade box <laughs> you know, set. Red Alert 3. I do. It's good. I like it. 
It also really rounds off our theory that someone is listening. Yeah, three people. <laughs> Not that a specific someone at Steam. Oh, my mum. Oh, she doesn't work for Steam. Or I was going to say, why hadn't you told us this before? So who's the last person? If if it's yes. my mum, a Steam employee, and someone else, who is it? No, Eddie. No. Who? What is Eddie. it? Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Cool. Now we know who our three listeners are. No, no. What is his name? Now what? we need to establish for the other few hundred. None of that Abbott and Costello shit. <laughs> shit lovingly said, but we're not going down that route. Hooray. Okay, cool. Hello. I see. That was... That was what are we doing? Oh yeah, Steam, right? Yeah, last time, Sims, yeah, cool. Steam, Sims would be nice. Yeah, any listeners have any requests for games they'd like to see on special? Uh, apparently, get in touch with us. Because we can make that happen by Appa- accident. This is a long-standing tradition, and I love seeing it born out, where we mention a, a, sh- a game... And it shows up on Steam on special. And this is not even us just kind of tooting our own horn. This is recorded, measurable fact. How many times has this happened now? At least five different things. Uh, um, I remember KOTOR pack popped up once. Dragon Age. Dragon Age, uh, on special specifically. The Fallout pack. Batman Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum on special. Command and Conquer. Oh god, it's more things. Yeah. Mass Effect 1 went on special before 2 came out, but that wasn't really out. That was... That was clever. Yeah, we happened to be talking about two because it was coming out. Yeah. So. But I think we can safely say that this week's game probably won't be popping up on Steam on special. Unless out of nowhere there's a Bitmap Brothers pack released. Which would be kind of cool. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Zed Steel Soldiers. Zed, Speedball, and of course Chaos Engine. Which is the game we're going to be talking about today. In a sort of fractious, divided way. It, yeah, it's a game one of us is going to be talking about. One of us is going to go, <laughs> eh. And the third is going to go, I don't know. Well, let's lay our cards on the table immediately. I played the Amiga version of Chaos Engine when I was much younger. Which oh, is... I don't have my trading cards with me. <sighs> God. I played the Amiga version, which is indubitably the best version of this game. It has the best music, the best graphics, and on CD even has like a narrated intro. Wow, that plane is annoying. To explain to the listeners at home, we have the window open because it is fucking hot! It's currently hotter than the sun. Which does mean we get some noise. For which this, we apologise. Let's face it, our recording studio is not highly professional. It is on a main road and contains a noisy fridge. That's no plane, that's an enormous bumblebee. <laughs> Do you know what would be much more compelling in terms of an audio production? What's that? If you didn't turn around to convince us all you were looking <laughs> and spoke into the microphone. Well, yeah, but then I'd just be looking at you guys saying it and then I wouldn't be able to convince you because I wouldn't be looking. And then how would I know it's a giant bumblebee? Well, you're not going to convince us anyway and you've just... I might do. Troy's an idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack, true to life. <laughs> this is the true Jack Homer. No the, lies. The true Hollywood story. Man, if you ever get to Hollywood, Jack, uh, Simon and I have failed in our responsibilities. I, I don't know, I've been to Hollywood. Going to Hollywood doesn't mean fuck all, it just means you've got a plane ticket. Yeah, but I mean, if, if, if him, this man, this spectacle, somehow winds up the product of Hollywood... Do you reckon I could get <laughs> from LAX to Hollywood without, like, offending somebody, getting knifed, or, oh wait, it's America, shot... 
Um, I don't know. I've managed to be quite offensive in America, and people were polite in return. It doesn't matter where you are. But people, you know, as a general rule of thumb, like you. Don't know why that is. But anyway, Chaos Engine. Speaking speaking of shooting... You played it on the Amiga. It was great. It is the best version, yeah. But it is a game which has been ported to many different platforms, and as... I mean, I'll agree with you. I replayed it for this episode. We have discovered some of the ports are lacking. I was going to say lackluster. It's a good choice. So we've got lacking, lackluster, and I'll just say uh, lackadaisical, because it's the only other word I can think of that begins with lack. That was, that was your attitude towards the game. lactating, but that doesn't really help much. Lackadaisical doesn't help a huge amount. That's true. More so than lactating. Yeah, they have an app for that, though. Yeah. I assume... Probably, they have one for tracking periods. Oh. Oh. Why would you tell me that? That's... If I was ever to gain infinite knowledge, I could quite <laughs> happily omit that. So yes, you played it on the PC. I played the, the PC version. I went and found the Abandonware copy. Uh, directed to, I said. I didn't found... Found it? I didn't find it, sorry. I was directed there by Simon, and uh, downloaded that, played that. Wasn't massively blown away it was it was for its time i imagine it was really cool but it didn't have that same kind of polished nostalgic experience for mm. me playing you don't it. think it's aged well i don't i don't think many games age well oh. but i can still go back and play old games i have played before and enjoy them because i remember what it was about them that was entertaining uh. whereas chaos engine i think not having played it before and then going back and playing this old game which was kind of like it's alright. You know, didn't really do it any favours. Now, it's interesting that you're basically playing a version which has most of the things I remember very fondly stripped out. Right. And, and I am therein lies the that. problem. Because it's not the gameplay that I remember fondly when it comes to Chaos Engine. It was a very standard, top-down, run-and-gun shooter. Mm-hmm. Eight-axis shooter. Wasn't even full 360. But on the Amiga, the music... Which you've encountered on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's hugely nostalgic for me. And also, one thing that both the versions we're talking about here do have in common is the story, the setting, that steampunk feel, which was brand new when I first encountered it. And I think this is another problem with nostalgia, is having never experienced Chaos Engine in its first instance, you're going back to it and comparing it to steampunk as it now exists. Yeah. Which is not a, a huge genre, but is a established genre. Yeah. It's definitely a lot more well-defined than it was when... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with the, with the divisions between you know, certain bands of punk now, as it were. Because mm. to explain the Chaos Engine, because it is a game I'm not sure how many of our listeners will have encountered. It is, as I say, a top-down run-and-gun shooter. But the setting is Victorian-era England, where a time-traveller... From the has, future? Or? From the future. Okay. Has become stranded in the 1800s. And his technology that he's brought with him uh, is now owned by the Royal Society. <laughs> uh, specifically, Baron Fortescue of the Royal Society. That guy's a knob. He's a parody of Charles Babbage, actually. Hence oh, the, chaos, the engine. chaos Engine. Exactly. Yeah. And he has worked out how at least some of this technology works and created this bizarre steampunk alternate timeline 
where the Victorians have access to technology far in advance of what they should have. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just like to pause. What other game can you play where somebody parodies Charles Babbage? <laughs> That's fairly specific kink right there. <laughs> like I said, this is what I remember fondly about the game: right. is its setting and story. Anyway, Fortescue creates the Chaos Engine, which uh, is problematic. It is a device for tempering with time and space. You know, which always goes really, really well whenever anyone tries that. Yes, uh, especially when you design it with the capability of gaining sentience, oh. which which it did. That was that was a bit of a dick move, really. Yes, and it sort of uh, absorbed Baron Fortescue into itself. <laughs> and then the Chaos Engine struck back. <laughs> and then it started tampering with time and space, creating these monsters and these automata, and these are the, the bad guys of the piece, the creatures you run and gun. And warping the countryside, so, you know, the, the British countryside becomes a land of swamps, which is your first level. Uh, later, moving on into... Uh, other settings, uh, you move through the workshops of the Royal Society and of Fortescue himself, uh, then into Fortescue's mansion, and finally out the sewers. Hooray. <laughs> Which is a lovely, lovely place to end the game. But yes, um, it's not just um, these weird monsters and these weird uh, robots and things. The Chaos Engine also starts fucking around with time. That's why there's a T-Rex in the opening yeah. graphic. <laughs> Dinosaurs start coming back into Victorian England. Britain sort of quarantines itself. Uh, no ships are allowed to enter port. Mm-hmm. The telegram lines are cut. The Chaos Engine isolates Britain from the rest of the world. And the royal family uh, flee, basically. Mm-hmm. And so do most of the aristocracy and uh, the rulers of the country. Anyone who can get out is going. Yep. The empire falls because no one's governing it from the centre. And turns Britain into a uh, beacon for mercenaries. Ah. Uh. Because they're, they're of the opinion that mm, these people will give everything they have if we can stop this shit. Mm-hmm. And... In come six hard-bitten characters. <laughs> Each with their own wonderful little panoply of weaponry. Yep. And, I mean, this is one of the things that I do find so appealing about it, is their little character portraits. Oh, yeah. The you- graphics are so simple in this game, but the portraits just infuse each of the six characters with personality. You, right you get a real bat. feel for it. Yeah. Because you, uh, you have your Navi. A... Hey. In good old Victorian style, who is a large guy known more for brawn than brain, shall we say? Is he not also wearing like a striped shirt? Not a or striped am I just inventing shirt. Something? No, it's, I a, think... it's a ringer T-shirt, basically. Isn't basically, it? yeah. And uh, he carries a very large gun, as well. You should. As well, you should. Um, I'm struggling to remember the characters' names now. The actually. mercenary. There is the mercenary. Yeah, who they're all mercenaries, but one of them is called the, the mercenary. mercenary. There's the bandit. No. The bandit? No. Uh, no, there was a... The gentleman. There is the gentleman, who I love, with his pipe <laughs> and his revolver and his grey peppered hair. His ever-so-dashing expression. 
I can't remember the the big brutal guy's name. Whether it was just the thug. thug. Yeah. Mm. And then there's the, the preacher. Rogue? Oh, the preacher. There is the preacher. Utterly sinister. Yes. With his dog collar and no weapon in his portrait, just hands clasped in prayer. What is his weapon? Fatumsh. The mighty power of God's Fatumsh. I don't know, I didn't play the preacher. I think he has a pistol. Ah, okay. And one other, who I can't remember the name of. I swear it was the bandit. No. Or the highwayman or the something road. like that. Hi- Ooh. Look at that, have you not got notes? The mercenary, the all-rounder, who has a Gatling weapon. Which is cool. And his special is a bomb. Hooray. <laughs> uh, the brigand. brigand. That was there it. we that was go. It. The Who pirate. Is the other well-rounded character uh, with his rifle and his burst shot special. The gentleman, who is lean and clever. A dapper chap. What he lacks in muscle, he makes up in wit. His you weapon. loved the gentleman. Is is it that obvious to anybody, do you think? <laughs> the gentleman is awesome. His weapon is called the Flamer, but it is just a big revolver. And his starting special is the map. He has a map. Simple huh. as that. The Navi, strongest of the six. Heavy weapon guy. He has a cannon. And the special of dynamite. Yay. Thug. When it comes to characteristics, he could pass for the Navi's brother. The thug is a mammoth of a man. A little stupid but very powerful. And he carries a shotgun. Yeah. And has a Molotov. And then there is the Preacher, who is the smarter, uh, smartest of the six. But then he has God on his side. Beware, his perverse nature is not to be trusted. It was that line that really made me go, what? Hang what? on, wait, what? Yeah. Well, he's, he's a Preacher selling his skills as a mercenary. He's not exactly friggin' Vicar O'Malley, is he? Nah. And his starting specialty is first aid. And actually, Troy, you're right. His weapon is lightning. Ah, see, I told you, we have the power of God's fatumsh. Yep. Speaking of which, I, I suppose we all saw that news story about the giant statue of Jesus that got yes, struck by lightning. Yes, which then burnt down to just the steel st- uh, skeleton. And have you heard about the insurance companies for it? Act of God. Described it as an act of God. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yes, the interesting thing about the preacher is he was the subject of uh, censorship. Really? I can imagine, yes. In Soldiers of Fortune, which is the American version, presumably because they wouldn't get the rather subtle Babbage reference. Yeah. I think that's a little bit unfair to say, but actually then I remembered Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, They removed the preacher. They kept the same artwork, but they got rid of the dog collar, and they renamed him the Scientist. I suppose that makes sense. So why was he shooting lightning from his hands? Science. (laughs) <laughs> this is steampunk Victoriana. Why not have a sort of Tesla type? Uh, that's true. Okay. But why get rid of? The, I I still do get, why get rid of the preacher? Because he could. Because you want to sell this in the Bible Belt, really? And uh, if you want to sell it all everywhere, and if you roll up in some of the more religious parts of America with a preacher who has a perverse nature not to be trusted, you're not going to be well like, received. Out, you roll up with a preacher who kicks ass. <laughs> and destroys monsters, and as I will say, doing God's work. It's the Doom Principle. It's the Mormon working for the Doom Guys Principle. I suppose. <laughs> that whole story has been boiled down to the Mormon working for the Doom Guys. Do you want to touch on that so Jack's story actually makes sense? No, because we already gone into it when we did the Doom episode. Did you? Yeah. Okay. But yes, as a quick pricey, Sandy, who worked for Id on Doom, was a Mormon. 
and saw it as okay because the Doom guy was basically doing God's work because he was slaying demons. Make perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can pick up other specials throughout the game. Uh, you know, those specials are only the character's starting weapons. Mm. Uh, you could, There are shops that you can go to between missions. Because uh, you're mercenaries. One of the things, you have a budget. The different characters cost different amount of points. So if you pick up the two cheaper characters, who would be the gentleman and the preacher, yeah. then you've got a lot more money to spend on like health kits and specials. Uh, whereas if you pick up the Navi and the Thug, you is broke. They are the most expensive, yeah. Uh, then you don't have quite so much money to spend on things, but you probably don't need the health packs because <laughs> you're they... an ultimate ten foot tall killer magic. Exactly. And uh, it's worth pointing out, Chaos Engine was an award winner in its day. Was it? Yeah, it was the Sega Awards 1994 Best Action Game and the Sega Awards Best Third Party Game and Power Play Multiplayer Game of the Year. Wow. Multiplayer. Now that deserves being touched on. Yep. Because I think that would really boost your opinion of uh, Chaos Engine to play it with someone. Um, Quite possibly. Possibly. Because, yep, the principle of Chaos Engine is two mercenaries fight. For a very specific reason. Two-player multiplayer. It's a cooperative game. Or you can... (laughs) You can leave... You've got the option, because you always have two people in your party. Yeah. And if you don't have someone who wants to play Chaos Engine with you... you If you've got no friends. Yeah, you just leave that guy in the hands of the AI, who is some sort of mouth-breathing wanker, as far as I can tell. (laughs) We we can't underline this enough. Never leave it in the hands of the AI. Never leave it in the hands of the AI. The AI is not the the best player. It's, It's worth agreeing. Yeah, the AI, not the best player. No. Of course, if, if I were to say, Jack, do you want to play Chaos Engine? And Jack would go, yeah, boy! Then Jack and I would play Chaos Engine, and we'd both be not the best player. No, we'd probably be worse <laughs> than the AI. I don't know, man. We'd be going some for that. <laughs> and it is a game that it, it gets more enjoyable as time goes on. Because in the first few... I mean, in the hour that you played it, how far through did you get? Did you even make it out of the forest? Or? No, no, no. No, I was fighting the, the mud-throwing simpletons because mm. as you get on later you do pick up robots as I said and also there's like uh, in the Fortescue Mansion severed hands crawling after you to flick you um, <laughs> cool but sinister yep it is deeply weird as it goes on it gets quite surreal hmm. you know and more and more of the story that I just described is revealed so yeah. it is a game that has a lot going for it if you can get past the rather simple gameplay huh. All right. Well, you know, I'm I'm always one to admit when I'm wrong, <laughs> and if there is more to I it, I don't think you are wrong though, because your objection is that the PC version you played is fundamentally a very basic top-down run-and-gun shooter, and right. that's not your scene. You're not wrong in any way. It is a very basic top-down run-and-gun shooter. Mm. It's just at the time, co-op was something exciting. Out of the blue, uh, steampunk was new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And the industrial music, I mean, let's face it, Bitmap Brothers know how to do their tunes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The music, we've got to admit, was fairly cool. Yeah, it is well worth, because Simon touches on the music as one of the things he remembers. Go to YouTube and check out the Amiga version, because I remember being really excited and going, that music's awesome, and then getting some <laughs> watered-down MIDI claptrap. Yeah, that's... I'd forgotten that the PC port wasn't great. So, this is an interesting... 
interesting one in that we, we would struggle to recommend the version we played for the show. Right. Right. But I would heartily recommend the Amiga version if you can get your hands on it. So the, basically, in a nutshell, you're saying the game itself is fun because it has a great storyline mm. and it's all these new concepts, which if you were to look to kind of take the old, charming, nostalgic route, very interesting to see the roots of those starting to take place in the gaming community. Yes. But if you can manage it, try finding an Amiga port. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Because the, the music, the graphics, the presentation of the Amiga version are so much crisper than on the PC, certainly, and I imagine on the Mega Drive, the Snares, or any of the other platforms yeah, it yeah. made an appearance on, uh, that I can only imagine the Amiga version is better than all of the above, because one of the big Amiga selling points, as we touched on in our console histories yep. show, was that it had really good audio processing, so it could do better music. Oh, yeah. And Mega Drive could potentially have done as good on the music side. I don't know. Having seen the PC version and how it's kind of very simple colours, yep. almost cartoony in presentation, I would imagine the console ports are much the same. That's what I'm thinking. They're probably closer to that. Mm. And, oh, one thing we need to mention, of course, is the voiceover. Ah, uh, didn't get that. The announcer. He did. Node activated. Oh! oh. <laughs> Player safe. Gnome activated. Yeah, Devros, the announcer. Yeah, there's there's some voice <laughs> from some omnipotent being watching over the player as you go through Chaos Engine. Who, who the fuck is that supposed to be? I don't know. Fortescue, maybe. Uh, but why is... Uh... But it's, it's just very strange because you have to activate nodes as you go through the levels to open up the exit. The gates. Yeah. And when you activate a node, it lights up to show that you've activated it. But just in case you weren't aware that you'd activated, some omnipotent voice shouts, Node activated! But it sounds like Gnome activated. Because it is a little bit crumbly. The audio is a little bit weird in On some versions. On the PC, versions. certainly. Yeah. So it is just... Node activated! It's horrible. And also announce other things like special power, player safe, and other things. I didn't have a freaking clue what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the most unnecessary voiceover ever, because you pick up a special power, and he tells you special power, and it's, I know, that's why I picked it up. See, if I was, I don't know, I was playing, I didn't know what the special power thing was, and then all of a sudden he shouted, special power! I was like, oh, thank you. But then he kept shouting it, so. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it wasn't a tutorial, it was just a noisy bastard watching me play. It's kind of like how modern games have the tutorial setting that as right. you encounter things, goes away, but you could never turn that tutorial <laughs> mode off throughout like, the game. It's like playing the game with your cousin Lumpy sitting over your shoulder You don't all have a cousin Lumpy. Time. No, but you do. I do. Yeah. It's Jack, isn't it? No. We're brothers. No, and no. cousins. And the same person. You have a very twisty family tree. Basically a stump. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm gonna... I, I came into the show... That, this is always also not the first show where I've kind of come in at the beginning with an opinion going, hmm. And then at, by the end of the show, it's kind of go, uh, no, I'll give that a second go. I, <laughs> I'm quite interested to, to... Give the Amiga version a go if you can find it. If I can it. find it. And if yeah. not, soldier through with the PC version. I'm just thinking, a lot of our listeners, this, is, this being a retro video game podcast, 
A lot of others might have an old Amiga kicking around. Well, it's possible. Or, something. or know where to find an emulator. Yeah. Or indeed, they might have uh, seen my blog post on world1stage1.com that was inspired by a comment in the Simply Syndicated forums asking how one would go about emulating games on, for example, the Amiga. And in which I describe how to get hold of emulators, whether you are on a Mac or a PC. Ah. I, I love you. That's nice and slightly worrying. <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> but no, it's uh, this is a topic that came up because uh, one of our listeners in the new simplysyndicated.com forum for World 1 Stage 1... Plugs! Simplysyndicated.com uh, ...said, you know, he wanted to know how he could emulate the Amiga because he missed his Jeff Crammon's Formula 1 games, and I don't blame him, they were awesome. Yeah. And the old NASCAR games on Amiga, which were kind of awesome, so I was like, eh, this, okay, this is probably something worth... Documenting for yeah. our listeners, yeah, what emulators are available for different systems and how do you get hold of them? I am gonna go and try and find Chaos Engine on Amiga then. Yeah, well worth doing. All right, and then we'll find some way of playing it two player on your PC. Dude, I'm so work. up for playing Chaos Engine all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I came in as the dissenting opinion to, to, to grumble and go, eh, it's not aged well, but. But hell yeah, let's play some Chaos Engine. And uh, Jack has been very quiet for very good reason. What was that? When was the last time you played Chaos Engine, Jack? Well, you know, I I was going to, uh, and then this whole this thing happened where I was asleep. Um, there was unpleasantness, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. We can't go back to the Orient. Well, I was going to, and then I had a sofa, and I had to take that upstairs, and I have, like, a million stairs going up to... <laughs> you know, I live at the top of a very tall tower. So we live at the top of a very tall That's tower. That's right, we do. Uh, then I have to take the sofa up there. I've got another one coming in a bit. Um, that fucking bird! Sorry, sorry, carry on, but... This is the noisiest show ever! I don't know, we actually had a pretty noisy one back when we were at Rowan's old flat and uh, up by the train station. Well, I did edit out Harvey vomiting. No, oh, that was not so much. There is still the... <laughs> ah, don't make that noise. Sorry. God, you horrible man. You're just impressed I can make that noise. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you um, made the bird go away. That's an achievement. It's because I made the sound of a cat about to vomit. They go, ah, oh, shit, cat. And it's pissed off. I don't know. But yes, uh, so I've not played Chaos Engine. I'm going to, uh, if we can find the Amiga version. We now have the internet, so I can find out how to find an Amiga version. <gasps> We've got the internet. We've finally got the internet. <laughs> but it's something that's occurring to me actually the fact that one of the things I really remember fondly about Chaos Engine was the, the theme tune which was industrial music and then I've just suddenly remembered uh, Bitmap Brothers also did Xenon 2 never played it Mega Blast, have you never heard the theme tune? no, I'm staring blankly here <laughs> So yeah, that 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 Mega Blast theme tune. That Mega Blast theme tune. Never heard awesome. it before. 
It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and it's suddenly occurring to me how much the old Bitmap Brothers games, I remember more for the music than for how the game. How much the music matters. Would any of us look on Red Alert so fondly without Hellmarch? It's a good point. But Xenon 2 is a perfect example. It's a vertical scroller, bullet hell game. It's like any other Galaxians... No, that's more of a Space Invaders type thing, but you know what I mean. Oh, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's about a billion of them. Gallagher? Because they're easy to no, make. that's a is space, um, space Invaders was, thing as what well. What was the one they had at the beginning of Tekken? Because it was one of the... There was, they had a very similar one. I swear that was Gallagher. <laughs> it might be. But, uh, but it doesn't matter. Galaga, what I mean yeah. is, there, there are like a billion vertical scrolling bullet hell games in the world. And the only reason I remember Xenon 2 above the others is that track by Bomb the Bass. And that's what Bitmap Brothers did. Yeah. Like, years before Sony came along with Wipeout. They were like, Let, let's put a soundtrack oh, on yeah. this game. And it worked for them. Yeah. Alright, cool. Because we've kind of just done a whole episode on a game that, apart from its story, six portraits of its characters and its music... Was entirely unremarkable. Entirely unremarkable. And I think that's why we've more or less finished talking about it, sort of... Less than three quarters of an hour in. Yeah. So a short episode. That's but informative, I think. Yeah, informative. And we really need to highlight, go and get this game. On the Amiga. On the Amiga. If you can't, the PC version isn't going to kill you. You, you know? will not get the clap. No. No. But seeing as well, we you have... might, it'll be completely unrelated. <laughs> that is true. We can't Good guarantee <laughs> that you won't get the clap if you get the PC version of Chaos Engine. The Other two events may follow. Remember... The PC version of Chaos Engine is not a viable alternative to a condom. No. <laughs> Coincidence is not causality. Do not rely on video games as your contraception, unless you play them a all lot. the time. <laughs> Leaving you no time for anything else. This has been a very special World 1 Stage 1. <laughs> this has been a public service announcement, this has. And now for other adventures in science. And actually, speaking of which, I did go back online with Dead or Alive 4 the other night, oh. and I remembered how much time I used to spend online with that game, and went, oh yeah, video games can be a contraceptive. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, one of the warnings on the first uh, couple of Excel Saga DVDs, oh, please don't use this DVD case as a contraceptive. Doing so will void your warranty and make your muffins taste funny. <laughs> also, It also said that if you tried to uh, like copy it, they'd come around to your house and tar and feather you. I've always wanted to be tarred and feathered. <laughs> that can be arranged. The feathering's not so bad. The tar, oh shit. But yeah, seeing as we have some time left before the end of the episode, I do just want to touch on Listener. Speedball and Xenon 2. What about our listeners? They haven't said a lot this week. What? We Inconceivable. I mean, they have said that you are not him and he is not you and yeah. Eddie is not either of you and I might be Einstein, but we covered that. Oh. I wonder if it will be raining. <laughs> Shut up, Einstein. Sorry. Sorry. God, jinx. <laughs> I hate you both so much right now. And Troy slowly became aware that everyone he knew was Einstein from a different point in history. Everyone I know is out to get me. <laughs> right, so touching on speedballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not touch How them. did you not think that was going to happen? <laughs> Let's not touch those. You said touching and balls. Anyway. Touching balls. Talking briefly about other Bitmap Brothers games Zed's of that sort of era. Steel Battalion. Zed's not quite of that era. Uh, yeah. Why are you saying Steel Battalion? What's that got to do with anything? Wait, Steel... He means Steel Soldiers, that's oh, why. Yeah, not Steel Battalion. Because, uh, yeah, Zed on 2 was 
that otherwise era. wholly unremarkable, except for the music and that kind of gloss on top of it. Yeah. Uh, Speedball, on the other hand, is just awesome. What is Speedball, then? Have you never played Speedball? I've never even heard of Speedball, except as a hilarious testicle reference. I have... A, I'm starting to get a horrible feeling. Hang on. I just want to, <laughs> I, I just want to check something. We're talking about testicles, and he's getting a horrible feeling. Well, Speedball is the prequel to Speedball 2 Tournament, which is on Steam. <sighs> Yay! That is serendipity in action, ladies and gentlemen. It all comes together. I, I just had a horrible feeling. Wait, there was a Speedball 2 remake recently, wasn't there? Where did I see that? Oh, fuck. Shit, we're sorry, Steam. We're not, we are acting like the really creepy kid that follows someone around in the playground. <laughs> no, they're following us around, remember? I don't know. I don't we'll, know. We'll find out whether they put Speedball 2 Tournament on sale or not. This is going to turn out like some sort of like really weird Aronofsky film, isn't it? Where we're like, you know, go to the police and claim that Steam is stalking us. And then the whole film's going to be shot from like a different perspective. And it turns out we're stalking Steam. And the last shot is us in an asylum. Yeah. Mr. Aronofsky, please don't make that film. <laughs> well, Speedball was a, a future sport game in that kind of rollerball sort yeah, of... Yeah. Z- 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 that Pastiche. Vein. Pastiche. Uh, in which, in an enclosed arena, armoured men played Speedball, which is with a metal ball that is as much a weapon as it is a part of the game. That's how all future sports are played. Of course. <laughs> and there, were the, there was a goal at either end of the arena, obviously. It was basically... Uh, football, except you're carrying the ball and throwing it into the goal. So, kind Rugby. of like basketball with uh, a with a horizontal hoop, okay, rather than a vertical hoop. And um, personal contact is not a foul; it's encouraged. Okay, it's the mainstay of the game. Uh, uh, but there are also sort of bumpers in the middle of the arena that you can bounce the ball off of to get points. Uh huh. And you can use that as a passing manoeuvre as well, but other people can then intercept. And then there were sort of loop-the-loops on the walls, which you could throw the ball through, which, again, also scored bonus points. But the goal scored the most points. Uh huh. And you had a league that continued with injuries being a common problem. And uh, just other than that, it was a sports game. Right. Much like any other sports sim, it's just a simulator of a violent future sport. That was really fun. It really was. It's and like it's my kind of thing. Probably... Of all the Bitmap Brothers games, the one with the most staying power, to the point that it got a uh, sequel and then a, and a, a remake, remake. Available on Steam. Available on Steam, which is... Uh, a, I'm sort of watching the video for it now, and it's kind of a 3D um, remake of an old classic, but it looks like the gameplay is pretty much the same. You body check your opponent, chuck the ball... Oh, and it's now co-ed. I say cool. this is a girl with a ponytail runs past the front of the camera in her giant body armor. Hooray! I heard giant and just tuned out there for a second. In her giant? That's not even the end of the sentence. <laughs> Wait, no, in... How do you... Okay, I was thinking... Basically, I was thinking of something else. Clearly. Bazooms. You thought she was inserted in a giant? It'd be an interesting way to play a future game. <laughs> if you wanted to be really safe... I don't know. How safe are you going to be if you're inserted into a giant? Depends where you're inserted. I don't know. You're pretty fucked either way. Anyway. So, yeah. um, Get Speedball 2. It looks kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. I've already gone over my Steam budget. 
That's right, I have a steam budget. It's up there with power and water. Is it above or below? It's it's a primary concern. As it should be. Right, so, on that note, shall we call it a day? Call it a day. I don't know, guys, send in more emails, because we haven't got enough this time. Yeah, we, we like hearing from you, and we like talking about you. Well, behind your backs when, when you're unable to respond everyone listening, in front of hundreds of people everyone listening right now please send in an email no S- we don't want hundreds of emails sending, telling us Ooh, what you want to three. see on Steam for sale wait who was the third listener I want to say Queen Victoria based on the Eddie. content of the show Eddie! Eddie is not Queen Victoria or me but he totally should be bonus points to anyone that sends in a picture of themselves dressed up as Queen Victoria what? We, we got Tetra smugglers out of the out of the listener base. I want to see people's photo manipulations or or costumes of Queen Victoria. So this man does not speak for all of us. No, so, but I speak the loudest. <laughs> so after our most triumphant episode ever, most excellent episode, I have been Simon. I have been Troy, and I have been the preacher, uh, the scientist in the American release. The Sorcerer's Stone. Radio Edit. That was World One Stage One. Visit our website at world1stage1.com. Join our forum, send us an email, or follow us on Twitter at W1S1. And, of course, our thanks go to Power Glove for our theme tune. <laughs>